Welcome to Mo Chat, the podcast, a podcast about women stepping out of their comfort zone to live life on their terms. What if you truly believe you have the ability to create the life you want? What if you decide to live life out of the box? And what if you decide to ignore the naysayers and take bold steps to build your vision? Now, what would that vision look like? Every episode, we chat with women on the journey of stepping out of their comfort zone and living life on their terms. Now I'm your host, Mo Jones. Hello, everybody. I am so excited for today's guest. I have the wonderful Mayan here with us today. And Mayan is a life and business integrator and also the founder of the Shift Method, which I'm excited to learn more about later. She also has a real passion for helping coaches and course creators really systematize and organize their businesses. And her professional background is in project management, social media marketing, tech, and life coaching. Wow, she is really a well-rounded and impressive individual. And she's really equipped to help others and up-and-coming entrepreneurs set their plans and dreams in motion. And Mayan believes that everyone has a mission and a message that the world needs to share. Welcome, Mayan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Mo, for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited because Mayan and I know each other from a business coaching program that we took. And I have to say, I've really been admiring you from afar because I've been seeing what you've been doing and you've really been an inspiration for so many of us. And you've really been able to start to chart your path in the work that you're doing. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your business so the listeners can get to know more about you. Sure. And thank you. And I have to say that the feeling is mutual. I really love just the whole idea and concept behind your podcast, even just empowering women to to do that thing that they feel called to do. And and made to do this, I I saw the direction you were going in and it's something that I know I need your help with. So (laughs) I've been following you from afar also cheering you you. on. But thank you. Yes, like you mentioned, my background is in project management. I've worked in a tech startup in a couple of different roles. I have digital marketing as my background. And then several years ago, I went through a life coaching certification. And at the beginning of 2020, like I'm sure from for a lot of people, it was a year of drastic change. And okay, there's some shifts happening, layoffs and kids needing to be homeschooled and all kinds of things going on that really caused me to press pause and evaluate what, what really do I want to be doing professionally and with my time. And I ended up doing four different business masterminds. Wait, four? Four, yeah. (laughs) So made to do this was the last one that I did in 2020 and really the most impactful because it was the the place in the community that I, I really got the permission that I needed to jump all in with both feet and just go for it. (laughs) Wow, I am even more impressed by you. How you managed for in unbelievable. (laughs) Thank you. I was really just looking for clarity as a multi-passionate individual, you know, having the strong tech and systems background, but I'm also very uh, spiritual, very into personal development. I am a life coach and I was trying to find the perfect blend of like, how can I 
tap into all of these passions and turn this into what I do. And made to do this working with watching, I guess I should say, simultaneously 500 other up and coming entrepreneurs figure things out. I realized that the, I guess, where my passions and strengths are joined together and can best serve people is doing exactly what I'm doing now, helping entrepreneurs in the, in the coaching space, in the personal development space, organize and systemize their business. So that's in a nutshell how I got here. <laughs> that's fantastic. So would you say that all the programs were, that you took were able to bring it full, a full picture for you as to the direction you wanted to go in? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I learned every coach that I work with personally and professionally, I learned something and I gain insight from and blending it all together. I think made to do this was just like the icing on the cake of yes, there's a need for this. And so many people are really, when it comes to the systems and strategy struggle a bit, and I can help with that for sure. That's amazing. I know you consider yourself an introvert. I know you also consider yourself a heart-centered business owner. And so many times people think of business and they equate it with a certain image of how a business owner should be, Mm -hmm. or that doing business means you have to be cutthroat and ruthless. And one of the things that I've learned over the years, but particularly even more so this year, is that there really is another way to doing business and that there is room and a need for doing business in a different way. So tell us a little bit about your heart-centered and focused business, along with how that ties in with being an introverted business owner. Absolutely. Thank you for that question. Yeah, there is totally a myth that to be a go-getter, to be a CEO, you have to have this certain energy, you have to push, you have to have this extroverted energy all of the time. And it's so not true. And I feel like uh, 2020, again, going back to all the lessons learned last year, so many <laughs> lessons, connection. People just want connection. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They don't want like forceful energy coming at them all of the time. And I really just, at some point, I, I can't pinpoint the date and time, but I realized that my introversion isn't a weakness. It's actually a strength if I am able to tap into it and it really, it's a lot of work of self-acceptance and knowing that you're created the way that you're supposed to be and you need to u- utilize those strengths and supplement your weaknesses when needed. And that's been my strategy that's, that's worked for me pretty well so far. And I love that you said that is self-acceptance and the way you're created to be and tapping into that to be the business owner you're supposed to be. Because I think I, I would say there is a definite introvert aspect to me as well as an extrovert aspect and I think for so long wanting to have a business and have a business that came from that space where I could tap into that it was making sure that I understood what that was and I think so many times people either are trying to fit themselves into a mold of what business tells them they should be rather than accepting who they are and bringing their own unique gifts and talents to their work, would you say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you have to always, whether you're introverted or extroverted, also be careful with, I guess, the labels or the limitations others put on you. Because I did have someone tell me at some point in my journey that I was a a leader within 
but not a leader like in front or a leader without. Oh. And I really took that to heart because this was someone like amazing person, wonderful mentor, but that wasn't the messaging that I needed because we all can be whatever type of leader we want to be. It's a choice and you have to work on cultivating that no matter what your personality type is. And once I uh, realized that I have the choice and I have the option of developing and cultivating my extroverted leader a little bit and, and really using my introverted leader or my leader within as my anchor, it's a very powerful thing when you're able to do that. You hit it on the nose. <laughs> you hit it on the nose because when I work with women and helping them find their voice, so many times women want to either feel that they have to change who they are or be someone else. And I always tell them that it's, it's right there within you. And however it is that you show up, accept who you are, but don't let the world label or define you of how you should show up in the world. The world doesn't get to dictate how you show up. You get to decide how you show up and you get to use your gifts and talents and how you show up. And particularly as you show up as a business owner. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, personal branding, what makes it personal is you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have to own it and yeah, share that. People forget that. People really forget that. So in your heart-centered business, when you show up as a heart-centered business owner, you show up as an introverted business owner, what is at the core of who you are and at the core of your business? Mm, that's a great question. I would say deep connection and listening. A lot of listening is at the core of my business. I take longer to process things and I've learned to accept that's how I work. That's how I process information. And I tend to think a lot before I speak. Mm. And that that actually serves me well in, in the role of coach because I am just holding space for the people that I work with. Oftentimes they already have the answers. I, I come from the perspective that everyone I work with is creative, resourceful, and whole. And it's my job as the coach just to really think about what they're saying, hold the space, and then ask powerful questions to help them jog forward a little bit, get unstuck where needed, and share my insight from a business perspective on strategy and systems. But being introverted and taking more time to digest what someone's telling me so that I can come back with a really thoughtful answer is at the core of how I work with my clients and what I do. That's great. I, I love that you do that and that you mentioned two things, connection and listening, mm -hmm. because one of the important things in building a business that people don't often remember is the connection and the relationships that you make. That's really important. I think people forget that business is not just about the businessy aspect mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And at the core of what it is, it's really building relationships and making connections with your audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. My coach says something really interesting. I hear her say this a lot, but she says it takes 100 deep connections to get you to a million dollars in revenue in your business. Mm. And when I, the first time I heard that, I was like, wow, okay, 100 deep connections. That's what I'm cultivating day in and day out. I like that. Can you say that again? I think that's really good for sure, people to hear. Sure. To get to a million dollars in revenue, 
it takes 100 deep connections. Start working on those connections because those connections are really valuable and really become the, I feel like the fabric of the work that you do. Absolutely. You never know who you connect with, if they will become a client, a collaborator, your coach or mentor, you can learn something from everyone. I, that is like one of my foundational values and how I approach people and just the world in general. I really believe you can learn something from everyone I and agree. cultivating those relationships is the foundation of that. So true. So true. And just about the listening part, I think what is, I think really a strong component for introverts, most introverts tend to be really good listeners because they are really good at observing what's around them many times before they speak or before they share a thought or jump into a conversation. So tell us how that has worked as a strength for you. Yeah, so I really think when I hear people talk and they talk through their pain points in their business, I'm listening for the strategic problem that's like the surface level layer, but I'm also trying to dig deeper with my listening and hear what's just under the surface. And that's a really good practice for coaches in any space. Listen to what's just under the surface. There's different levels of listening. So you have the surface level and then the what's just under and then the really deep layer. <laughs> and Oftentimes, the strategy questions are very simple, straightforward answers that I can give in just a few minutes. But what the person's actually needing is validation or just permission uh, to just acknowledgement, even for the hard work that they're putting in. And that's what's underneath the how I listen in when I'm working with people. I like that. I really like that. And I think it's a great, it's a great tool. That's a really great tool to show up, to show up listening, to show up observing, to show up and really hear what your clients are saying and using that as a strategy to really, to connect with them. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> to bring it back to that connection piece. I would love to hear how any advice that you might have for someone who is an introvert and is trying to get into business and for whatever reason they think I, I can't be a business owner I can't do business I'm an introvert I, I can't talk to people what are some strategies tips or advice that you can um, share with the audience and for any introverts that might be listening yeah absolutely love this question I have several things that I have done that have made a difference and made it easier for me in business so the first thing that I did several years ago, I randomly did, a, I think it was a Myers-Briggs personality test, and I came back as an INTJ. So mm. it stands for intuitive, think, uh, intuitive, no, introvert, intuitive, thinking, and judging. That's what INTJ stands for. And I found out that makes up 2% of the female population. <laughs> and when I read through like this description, there were literal tears because it made so much sense. It was validating. Aha, like I understand, like yeah. I'm not crazy. This is a thing. And just understanding my strengths and my weaknesses in this framework was so helpful because then I went on to figure out what everyone in my family was. 
<laughs> and so I do this with clients now. I really want to understand like how people tick and how they operate. And sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming as an introvert to know what to do with all the energy mm-hmm. coming at you from right. people. But if you understand, oh, this person is a this, that, or the other, I understand where they're coming from. This is how they're wired. And this is how I can communicate with them. Game changer for me. So it was really like understanding different personality frameworks. People are familiar with the Enneagram also. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another, two other favorites I have are are familiar with Gretchen Rubin at all. I'm not familiar with that. She's one of my favorite authors and she wrote a book called The Four Tendencies. It's just another powerful framework of understanding how people operate. And uh, the other is Carol Tuttle. She is an energy profiler and she's broken down personalities into four different energy types. And just like understanding the basic concepts of this stuff has helped me tremendously not feel overwhelmed by other people's energy and to know, just to know better how to hold space as a coach for people with different personalities. I love that you have done that. I love that you have done that not only for yourself, but as a way to integrate that in your business, because it's allowing you to really, you're understanding who you are and what you can bring to the business and how you can best serve your clients. But then you're also taking that extra step to understand the clients that you're serving. And so how can you best serve them? I think that is great. I love that you do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, it's really been a game changer. My second piece of advice, really just very simply, is is just making a choice. At a certain point, I had done all of these business coaching programs, done all of these things. I know all of the information in my head, but at, at some point, you just have to make a choice to step outside of your comfort zone a bit and think about what it's costing you not to. And that goes back to what my, my, at the heart of what I do, I believe everyone has a mission and a message that the world needs to hear. And I think now more than ever, heart-centered entrepreneurs are needed in the market. People need to be connected to you. They need your encouragement. They need whatever it is that you have to offer them. And it's, I love what Kathy Heller says when we both met through Kathy Heller, sales and marketing, it's radical empathy. And stepping out of our comfort zone as an introvert, introverted entrepreneur, that's practicing radical empathy and making it not just about our comfort zone, not about us, but how we can impact others. Absolutely. So many times people want to stay in their comfort zone and there really is no growth in the comfort zone. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It has to become a practice because if you're constantly just staying where you are, you're never growing and you're never seeing what's possible on the other side. You get to make that choice. You get to say, okay, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and be okay with whatever happens outside of the comfort zone because it can be a delightful experience without even you realizing it. So I love, that's a big piece of it. And that's something that I include as well when I talk to women about using their voice. You got to get getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I love it. I love what you're sharing with us. What other pieces of advice do you have? Thank you. Thank you. So I think number three is, is really the self-acceptance. I've alluded to this already, but making, it had to be a bullet point. <laughs> self-acceptance, your personality is your superpower. 
And I work with coaches who are usually selling information. Anything that I could teach people as a business coach, they could probably just Google for being honest. <laughs> for most people, we could probably Google it. They don't, they're not coming to you for your information. They're coming to you for your energy, for your personality. They're wanting that connection with you is really what they're wanting. And just owning who you are, the self-acceptance and utilizing your personality as and accepting it as a, your superpower your personal brand, what makes you different from everyone else. So powerful. So powerful. Self-acceptance is your superpower. I love that. And I think if people can start embracing who they are and where they're at, they would be surprised to really discover their own power and what they're capable of accomplishing. Good one to remember. (laughs) Self-acceptance is your superpower. And I think the last point would be using stillness and quietness in your business for a lot of reflection. And I know for entrepreneurs, we usually go do, 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 produce. And uh, that's all great until it's not great (laughs) anymore and you burn out. And so really just using your ability to calm and bring stillness and quiet as an introverted entrepreneur and time block that into your CEO schedule. Make sure you've got downtime, not scheduling yourself as if you weren't introverted, like really give yourself that space. And when you do that, it's a lot easier to manage and keep up the momentum. I really do agree that stillness and just being able to get quiet allows you to really tap in and gets you ready to do the business piece that you need to do. Can you tell us a little bit about how you incorporate stillness in your day or what does your day look like when you include stillness in it? Yeah, absolutely. So on a weekly basis, I try and take time out to reflect and recap my week, just productivity wise and note what worked, what didn't work. And that time for reflection on specifically my business helps me. And then on a daily basis, it's a little bit more of a challenge with where I'm at in life with mom of three kids and doing all the things. But on a daily basis, even if it is like literally a minute, I have an Apple watch that literally reminds me to breathe (laughs) every now and then. (laughs) Even if it's just like 60 seconds, five minutes is really the goal of meditation and just turning on a favorite song and just not doing anything, just being still. That's my goal. And that goes a long way for me. Still having a few minutes away for that. You need those minutes. And when you don't include that stillness, do you find yourself feeling a little off? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Off is a nice way of putting it. (laughs) It's true. That, That stillness is, it's a really important piece in helping you stay focused and helping you get to the core of what you're trying to do. Because I think we, you can get up and like you said, go, but really taking that time to welcome in and taking that moment, however you want to practice your stillness is something that's really powerful for setting the intention for your day. Yeah, absolutely. I think of it as an anchor for me, feeling anchored is really important as an introvert. If I feel too pushed or too not anchored, I, I get very overwhelmed and anxious. And that's not a good feeling, not good for business either. So finding what that thing is for you, what is your anchor and uh, making it a non-negotiable 
in your day or in your week is really critical. What would you tell introverts in being able to get themselves more anchored? Because like you said, a lot of the times introverts, too much input can be a lot for them. And so sometimes they just prefer to retreat and recoil and turn everything off. But there has to be some way for them to really integrate within that. So what would you recommend? What would you suggest? That's a great question. I actually just gave a talk this morning on this idea of work-life balance versus work-life synergy. And this kind of comes back to, you know, the question you just asked. So for me, let me recap and give some context. We always hear about work-life balance and I'm such a rule follower by the book type of person that when I heard this concept, I'm like, that's a thing. That must be a thing. Everyone else is doing it. Like, why can't I figure it out? And then I had a really fabulous coach tell me like that there is no such thing. There's only work-life synergy. And that's what we need to work towards because work-life balance connotes that every single thing that we're responsible for, we're dividing ourselves up equally between. And I'm a business owner. I'm a mom. Like I have all of these things. If I did that, my family would get like one eighteenth of me. My, my business would get one eighteenth. Like it just doesn't work. And what I have found helps me with the anchoring and with really cultivating work-life synergy, because that's what we can do, is coming up with a list of non-negotiable things in my life. So what are the one or two things that need to happen for me when it comes to work-life? What are the one or two things that need to happen for me, for my family, for my health? First, my spiritual growth hit all of the main areas or categories. And I have this list and it lives on my refrigerator. And it's really, it's not a a list of goals or aspirational things. It's 75% of the stuff I was already doing consistently, but filling out that list was eye-opening. Okay. There's this other area over here. That's like feeling really neglected. And that's why I'm not feeling anchored because this is totally being neglected or I'm putting all of this energy in this area that isn't the main thing right now. And it's okay if I take the the foot off the gas over here so that I can really be focused on what needs to be focused on. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I agree with you about the work-life balance that we really don't have work-life balance. I like that you say it's work-life synergy Mm -hmm. because it's true. We're constantly juggling different pieces of our lives Mm -hmm. and there are going to be times some areas require more attention than others. And so trying to have that balance is sometimes really hard, but it's that synergy. It's being in the flow and working with that flow and giving your attention with the flow when it needs, and then being able to synergize that along the way with the different areas. That makes a lot of sense. Also that mindset shift for me, especially as an introverted entrepreneur was one that I really needed. It has opened up so much expansiveness in me, I feel, to take the pressure off of, I got to be balanced in everything. No, there is no such thing. It's okay to be out of balance. What you need to be is in sync and identify those anchors, stick to them, make them your non-negotiables. So ladies, especially for moms who are often feeling like they need that work-life balance, let's focus on work-life synergy. That's what it's going to be about, that work-life synergy. I love, love, love that. So Mayan, tell us a little bit more about your your shift program. I'd love to hear a little bit more because I think you have really taken your coaching in a different 
aspect that I think many people can benefit from. So I'd love to hear more about that. Thank you. So I do have a virtual retreat coming up in April. So I'll be happy to share that with your audience, but I wouldn't give you the background of how I came up with the shift method and what shift stands for. So it was in the process of my own business development journey and doing like a tremendous amount of coaching as well as pulling from my background experience in project management, tech, and digital marketing, that I was able to boil down what, in my opinion, are like the five foundational skill sets, tools that you either need to master, learn how to leverage, or learn how to delegate as soon as possible in your business to help you shift into growth mode. And when I wrote everything down, I was like, oh, it actually spells shift. How convenient. (laughs) That worked um, out. (laughs) That worked out. So the S in shift stands for uh, sales and systems. I went back and forth, but really those two things are foundational. And really sales is more important. I'm going to talk about that. So sales from a place of service is the thing that every new entrepreneur needs to master as soon as they're able. If you really want to create a business that's profitable, you have to know how to make those connections and and tools and strategies and resources to be able to do that because it's new and it's overwhelming for a lot of people. And there's a lot of uncomfortable, like discomfort around the topic of sales. And so that's something that I teach and I share from a heart-centered space on my retreat and in my program. The H and shift stands for heart. And as you know, building a business takes a lot of courage. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> it really does. Um, I love what Kathy Heller says that building a business is like the most intense form of therapy. All of your stuff comes up as soon as you, you know, make that decision. And it's so true. And the H and the shift method and what I teach in my program is all about learning how to tune out the noise and tune into your heart so that you are able to tell your story and reach your ideal clients and uh, really get past the hurdles that we sometimes put in front of ourselves when it comes to our limiting beliefs and just the fear of the unknown, getting out of our own way a bit. The I in the shifts method stands for influence in order to have an impact. It's so important. And I teach how to create and craft prolific content with ease so that you can stand out as an authority in your niche. The F and the shift method stands for flow. A lot of this conversation that we just had on work-life synergy, that's a huge part of what I teach and what I'm about. Also future, like forecasting and uh, crafting your vivid vision. I'm huge on reverse engineering your business goals. So future and flow, that's what the F and the shift method stands for. And then the T in the shift method stands for tech. So I just am wrapping up a beta program with 30 women in it. And when I was onboarding those women, I asked them, what are their top three pain points? And just about every single one of those women said technology was one of their top three pain points. And honestly, when it comes to, you know, business, this is something that's really easily outsourced. You don't need to master the tech but I wanted to make sure to address it because I know for so many people, it's the one thing that really holds them back because they are overwhelmed by it or they don't know yet how to outsource it because they don't understand it. So I teach the the basic breakdown of what you need to know to get your online business up and running. I mostly work with coaches who are 
building group coaching programs or courses online. And so I teach the back end tech of how to do that and uh, do it really efficiently to not spend too much time on it. Wow. First of all, this is brilliant. <laughs> well, you're brilliant, but this is brilliant too. <laughs> I, I love what the shift method is all about because I think you really cover all the areas that someone would need to run their business. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> you really do. So I, I want to go through it again so people hear it. So it's the shift method, S-H-I-F-T. And the S is for sales and systems. H is for the heart, bringing your heart into your business. I is for influence leading to impact. F is for flow because we need to be in the flow. And T is for tech because everything is tech-based now. So being able to have that piece and have that knowledge is really helpful. I love what this is about. And I love that you've been able to come up with that. Can you tell us a little bit of how the method works or how you use it when coaching your clients? Sure. So I am about to have this amazing seven-day virtual retreat where I'm going in-depth and doing about a 45-minute to an hour training on each one of these uh, foundational pillars of the shift method. So I'm very excited about that. And then within my year-long mastermind, because that's what I'm launching and opening, opening the doors to in April, the, the core of the curriculum is centered around mastering all of these things. So I go into a lot of depth, probably more depth than most people need or want, but I'm all about giving people information and resources. But more than that, the whole tagline of my business is information is everywhere. Implementation is everything. And that is why I'm opening the doors to a year-long mastermind because I can give people all of this information in 10 to 12 weeks, but my heart and my goal is really to help them implement, okay, what does heart-centered sales look like? Okay, now that I know what that looks like, how do I implement it? Okay, these are the most useful tech platforms. That's great. Now what? I really want to be able to walk people through the other end of mastering these things and executing them in their business. So the mastermind goes into great detail with all of these things. I teach live every week and it's really designed for the heart-centered entrepreneur who's ready to go all in, make the commitment, push past the limiting beliefs and uh, really scale to six figures and beyond. That's the expressed goal of the mastermind. That is amazing. And I love that it's one year because when you're building a business, being able to have guidance over time can really make a difference and can help with what path to follow. And you can also get the support that you need. And it gives you an opportunity to see it long-term and watch it unfold, particularly being connected by others. So I love that you came up with it for one year. Is Would that be the reason that you decided to do one year for it? Or is there anything else that you thought of? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's really about the implementation. I've taught multiple beta programs that were about three to four months. And while I love them and it's a great model and it works for some, for me, it just wasn't enough time to really see the implementation through on the level that I want to and what I'm really committed to for my clients. And, and I think for building a business, because I work specifically with entrepreneurs, 
you, it's not realistic to, to feel like you can build a business in 12 weeks. It's really not. So I want to be there for the whole journey. So you'll be guiding them and holding their hand along the way through the process. Absolutely. What would you say is the hardest thing for entrepreneurs as they are, particularly you're working with coaches. So what would you say is the hardest thing for coaches, entrepreneurs, as they are starting their business? What are some of the blocks that they are faced with? Great question. I think the number one thing is learning how to delegate. Even when you don't think you have enough revenue coming in to delegate and start outsourcing things to a virtual assistant or finding a team member, I think it's never too early to start figuring out what things you can delegate because the bottom line is as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, you've got to keep the main thing. And I personally, I love the tech. I love the tech. I could spend all day on Canva making cute little (laughs) graphics, but if I did that, I would not be making any money and not having an impact because I would just get sucked down the rabbit hole of Canva, which is fun and all really important as entrepreneurs to cultivate Again, those relationships, not only with our clients, but with the people who are really going to be helping us build going forward. And I think most entrepreneurs, especially in the solopreneur stage, don't realize how soon they should be finding those people and going in that direction. Is there any particular area of a business that you think an entrepreneur should outsource or do you think that depends on the individual business? I think that a little bit depends on the business, but really the tech and the marketing, you as the CEO need to understand how it works and you need to understand what tools to leverage so that you can outsource. If you don't understand it at all, like how are you going to tell your virtual yes. assistant what to do? It's really important to have a baseline understanding of the strategy behind those things. But then you want to find someone who can come under you and help you as soon as you're able and even before you think you're able to in your business so that you can focus on really driving the business forward with those connections, with creating the content, with doing what you're doing right now, creating a podcast that is going to benefit people. That's where our time as CEOs really needs to be. I would agree with that. One of the things for me when I was trying to build my website, I tried, did YouTube videos, and it got to the point I said, you know what? I can't even do this. I'm not going to stress myself out anymore. I'm getting someone to help me because I just knew that for me, that was not an area that I was strong in. I could sit here and get frustrated trying to build a website or trying to figure out where everything goes. And finally I got to the point, I said, no, not doing it. I'm gonna get someone to help me. And that's what I did. So I agree with you with figuring out what you need to outsource because you could drive yourself crazy trying to beat all things in your business. And then the area where you are doing the content, having those connections, building those relationships, that's what requires your focus. That's where you need to really be. I think the the second thing to that is just get really comfortable making offers and giving thoughtful heart-centered calls to action because if you're you know spending all this time creating content but you're not asking them to do anything with that content it's just you're going to have nice content right. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's about it so getting really comfortable which takes some time especially 
for the introverted uh, entrepreneurs amongst us, me being one of them. It just takes time. It takes practice. But know uh, when you're making an offer from your heart and an offer that you know and you are confident will deliver a result, it gets a lot easier and uh, you just build up that confidence over time, I'm finding. Speaking of offers, I would love to pick your brain on this. And we have seen so many people putting out offers. And I think one of the things that I hear is that so many people have such a hard time with putting out an offer and asking for someone to sign up for their offer. And when they are getting ready to put that offer out, it's, oh my God, I have to put an offer out. So what do you do with your clients or what will you be doing in your shift method to help coaches and entrepreneurs address those areas? Great question. I am huge on positioning and your language and your copywriting and how you get really great at that is going into your heart and thinking about from your ideal client's perspective, what their pain points are, because it's all about the empathy. It's all about the compassion. And so it becomes so much easier. It's almost like a meditation. Like you think as if you were your ideal client, what do I need? And you craft your offer to address that need. It's almost fun to put it out because what's going to help someone that it's what they need. And part of what I teach is going out and asking your ideal (laughs) clients what they need and reverse engineering them. Don't take three months to craft all this content or build out your program. Just start asking people what they need and you build it as you go because you're going to be listening with that radical empathy, with that compassionate heart to what your people actually need and that's the best way to serve them. It's not always what you think they need. They will let you know what they need. <laughs> I like what you just said. You said, and correct me if I'm wrong, you said, ask people what they need along the way. Keep asking. <laughs> just keep asking. I like that. Keep asking people what they need because at the core of it, you're serving them. So asking the people what they need allows you to serve in the best way possible. Absolutely. So when does this shift method launch? So the retreat opens up on Monday, April 12th. I'm super excited about it. The best way to get in touch with me right now is through Instagram. I'm sharing several, I'm doing Facebook lives, Instagram lives, sharing all the details leading up to the retreat. Every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Central, I go live on both platforms with a new training. And the retreat lasts from April 12th through 18th. And then the doors open to the Shift Mastermind. I'm very excited about it. And where can they find you on Instagram or Facebook? Sure. Um, On Instagram, I'm at Mayan Bobbylev. I know it's a mouthful, so we'll probably link it in the show notes, I'm sure. And I can share with them my registration page for the retreat if they're interested and would serve them. I'm so excited for you and the Shift Method that's going to be launching. I think you have something that so many coaches and entrepreneurs can benefit from. And you have really done your heart-centered work, right? Mm -hmm. To really use your own skills and bring your own heart into your business, serve the business owners that you need to serve and really be able to get yourself out there and be able to serve on a scale that will 
allow business owners to get to the next level. So I think you are on the right track. Thank you, Mo. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And thank you for just the, the opportunity to be here today and speak with you. I love this conversation. And I think there are a lot of introverted entrepreneurs and non-introverted entrepreneurs who will enjoy it. And just thank you for creating this space. Thank you so much for being here. I think you're going to help. So many people listening, I think, can benefit from the shift method. And I will have in my show notes where they can find you. I will tag you and have your Facebook information and your Instagram and your social media so that everyone can connect with you and get the support that they need and grow their businesses to six figure levels because we have goals in our businesses and we are all about serving. So I am excited to see the work that you're doing and I'm excited for the coaches that you're going to be empowering and growing. And I am so excited for you and for all your work. Thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Mo Chats. Remember, you can check us out at www.molifespeaks.com. You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Mo Life Speaks. And remember, keep living life while constantly straightening out your crown.